I want to talk to you a little bit about rough greens. Uh, Uno is here with me in the studio. He's just laying down by my feet. He's like, yeah, dad. Uh, he is, he's a different dog now. Different dog. He was up this morning seconds. running around five o'clock tail wagon happy, you know, fed him. He loves it. And he loves really anything we feed him now because we put rough greens on top of it. It's a supplement that has all of the things that he needs uh, to uh, stay healthy. Roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Uh, you can get a free bag of Rough Greens. All you pay for is shipping, but you have to go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or you can call them at 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Feed your dog Rough Greens. All right. Wow, what an interesting Friday it is. Stand by. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So I've got to go back in time for just a second and uh, play cut one from President Biden during the campaign. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand it to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's changed a bit. That's changed a bit. But also something else has changed uh, since just the election, just the last couple of days. You remember when uh, Biden said, oh, that's a garbage story about the $450,000 going now to uh, uh, to uh, illegals that crossed our border and were separated from their family? He wants as much as a million dollars to go to the families. This is an outrage. And he said it was just a couple of days ago. And he said it's a garbage story. Uh, Here's the White House yesterday. Cut to. The president is perfectly comfortable with the Department of Justice settling with the individuals and families who are currently in litigation Mm. with the U.S. government. You know, DOJ can obviously speak more to that process. The president was what he was reacting to uh, was the dollar figure that was mentioned that you mentioned to him yesterday. Uh, as press accounts to date indicate, there's been press accounts on this, DOJ made clear to the plaintiffs that the reported figures are higher than anywhere that a settlement can land. Ah, okay, so we're going to settle, just not for $450,000. Here's CNN yesterday on this payment. Was the Wall Street Journal report that, that Peter Ducey was asking about, is, is it garbage or not? Jake, this is one of these cases where the president is quite imprecise and leaves it to his staff and us to be the precise ones. So so oh. here are the true facts. The Wall Street Journal was correct not reporting garbage when it reported that the Biden administration is in discussion to settle lawsuits brought on behalf of families affected by ah. the family separation policy. And the Wall Street Journal okay. was correct in reporting that these settlement discussions include talks of possible financial compensation. So what's weird is when the president said this was a garbage story and that's not going to happen, it's almost as if 
he didn't have any idea what his administration was doing. Or he was lying. Which one do you prefer? The extremists that are in the administration. We begin there in 60. Let me tell you about Jane, who uh, wrote in to talk about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, a Relief Factor worked for me, Glenn. About nine years ago, I broke two vertebrae. I've had had four bones fused in my back. I have a two-acre lawn, and every time I would mow it, I would be in true pain for a couple of days. I started taking Relief Factor, and the results almost immediately began to happen. Now I can mow my yard with no pain. I also noticed getting out uh, out of the car is a lot easier than it used to be. I've been taking Relief Factor now for several months, and I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for turning me on to this. Jane, thanks for writing in. Relief Factor is not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. That's relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Hello, America. It is Friday. And this administration is becoming more and more extreme. We're going to talk about the big issue uh, that happened yesterday. Notice that he held this back. It's almost like the, the vaccine. We'll wait to announce that after the election. Now we have the mandates coming in the most bizarre time. We have... The cases going down, people are beyond this. We're having super spreader events. People are going to massive concerts. They're going to massive sporting uh, 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 events. And we're not having any kind of, you know, super spreader event. So why now? Because this is all about control. And everything this this administration is doing is moving us towards the Great Reset and control. This vaccine mandate must not go forward, because if they can do this with an OSHA uh, bean counter coming over and affecting all of our businesses, by the way, it was just for 100 people and more businesses yesterday, but there is another plan that is coming that will affect every single business. This will affect everything you do. And it cannot, that door cannot be opened. Well, this extremist president has also done something else yesterday in something that in with all of the senators that I have talked about, I warned them that this person was coming And they all read uh, my report on this person and they were like, wait, 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 what? Now, this was weeks ago and no one thought that he would actually put this person into uh, into the Senate's hands for approval for the comptroller of the currency. This is Saul Almorova. Now, I want to compare two people. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, who was born in Ukraine in 1978, and President Biden's nominee for Comptroller of the Currency, Saul Almorova, who was born in Kazakhstan in 1966. These two women have very different ideas about the Soviet Union. Congressman Sparts is uh, warning the American people that our FBI is starting to remind her of the KGB, the security agency for the Soviet Union. She knows firsthand 
that it is not a good path to be like the Soviet Union. It says in her Twitter bio, she is an American by choice. That's important. Congresswoman Sparts was 13 years old when the Soviet Union collapsed. She lived in the aftermath of the fall until she immigrated to America in the year 2000 after meeting her husband on a train in Europe. She has already received a bachelor degree of international economics and an MBA from the National University of Economics in Ukraine. She received then a master of professional accountancy from the IU Kelly School of Business in Indianapolis. She's a businesswoman, a CPA, Fortune 500 finance professional, and she's now a member of the House of Representatives. Her website says that while living in Ukraine during and after the Soviet Union, she saw, quote, the dark side of socialism. She now is in Congress fighting for a smaller government and a limited government and the Constitution of the United States. She believes, quote, financial and health care decisions should be made by individuals in the free market, not bureaucrats with special interests. Now, this is the exact opposite of what our other former Soviet Union resident, who is now the nominee for comptroller of our economy, believes in. Saul Amarova does not share the skepticism of her former Soviet Union. In one of her tweets last year, it began to make headlines. In the tweet, she seemed to insinuate the Soviet's financial system had more going for it than free market capitalism. Let me read the tweet. Until I came to the U.S., I couldn't imagine that things like gender pay gaps still existed in today's world. Say what you will about the old USSR, but there was no gender pay gap there. The market doesn't always know best. You, you couldn't afford to live decently. I don't care if you were anyone, male, female, unless you were in with the one party. So she wants to put all of our money in a government-run bank, the Fed. She wants one bank, all of these banks to be wiped out. Now, I'm telling you right now, there are five banks, and you know which ones they are. We've never been able to tell, you know, they've never told us who the Fed is actually owned by. It's not a government agency. It is a private corporation, the Fed. And it is owned by five banks. And you know which one they are because there's only about five of them left. The big, huge banks. J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and uh, what's the other one I'm missing? Those, that's the Fed. She wants to now wipe those out and just make them the bank of the Federal Reserve. And that's the only bank you will be able to have in the country. She says, we did it in the Soviet Union, and this time it will work. So why does it seem like Saul Almarova and Congresswoman Sparts lived in two separate Soviet unions, one with perfect gender equality and one with a dark side of socialism? Well, to understand that, I had to actually look in deeply to her life. She was educated in Moscow. She was uh, the winner of the Lenin Personal Academic Scholarship. She came to America on an exchange program between Moscow State and the University of Wisconsin-Madison in 1991. Uh, and while she was in Wisconsin, the Soviet Union collapsed. Here she is with Chris Hayes talking about it. Why would you come to the U.S.? 
Well, it was actually pure, um, you know, chance in a way. I was a graduate, an undergraduate student at Moscow State University, and there was at the very end of the Gorbachev era, an exchange program between Moscow State and University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I got lucky against all odds, and I came for that one semester in 1991 to Madison, Wisconsin. And while I was there in December of 1991, the Soviet Union fell apart. And so there I was, a student without anywhere to go back. And, um, you know, I was, I was very worried about what was going to happen. And so I stayed and to do my PhD in political science. But, you know, frankly, I'm just, uh, to this day, I kind of feel guilty mm. for having left the country at such a momentous time, because obviously they couldn't hold it together without me. Mm. So while she was away, her home collapsed in on itself. Then she stayed here in the U.S. in the aftermath, and she felt guilty. Why? Because she was loyal to her empire. That's where she was respected and educated. She is not an American by choice. She says she's an American by chance, which is what she said in the last clip with Chris Hayes when she was asked why you come to America. She used the word chance. Now, of course, she could have been an American by chance and come to appreciate our systems, but that doesn't seem like what happened. She wants to redesign our system in honor of the empire that she loved and no longer exists. She can never go back to the Soviet Union. So out of the true admiration, she wants to build a replacement here, a place that feels more at home. I told you that in the end, you would have the progressives, the Marxists, the socialist communists, and the uh, Islamists all working together. Well, here it is. Now, I have a few different theories on how these two women have such different views about the Soviet Union. For context, if you go to a country that was in the former Soviet Union, you'd be shocked to see that people still sympathize with the Soviet ideology. And there are two major groups. Let me tell you about them in 60 seconds. Let's say you want to sell your house. If that idea sounds simple, I'm guessing you haven't ever done it before. Let me assure you, literally nothing except cashing the checks is fun when you're selling a house. Same with buying a house, especially right now. If you don't have a real estate agent who is absolutely on his or her game, you could easily be in for a really rough ride. I don't know. I've bought and sold houses because I'm in radio and I've moved all around the country multiple times. Uh, and uh, never has it's never worked out for me. Never. Years ago, I got tired of dealing with real estate agents. I just I didn't even know how to interview. How do you pick them? How do you tell who's good and who's not? Well, we worked with the 500 best real estate agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal, and we found out that there is a way that you can understand who the best is. And it goes with their marketing. It goes with their expertise. You can find out their track record. How many do how many houses do they sell compared to the other people in uh, in the area? Uh, and do they listen to you? Well, those are the people that we have found now with real estate agents. I trust dot com. If you're looking for a real estate agent, these this is my company. And these are the people that we have searched for and approved uh, they don't work for us we monitor them even during your deal just to make sure everything goes uh goes according to the plan as it should and if they start to falter then they're out of the system uh we are 
we are watching them and watching your transaction closely to make sure that it's the best experience that you can have. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So there's, there's two major groups uh, that live in the former Soviet Union. First group is the older group who lived most of their lives in the Soviet Union, never had the chance to exercise their freedom. And freedom like a muscle is, you know, when it's growing up in the Soviet Union, it's like growing up in a full body cast. It made their muscles very, very weak. It made freedom much harder to maintain. It made it even scary. We haven't had to think about this in America really until now. But an instinct for freedom comes with nurture as much as nature. Even though I believe liberty is a human ideal, it is not without risk. It's not without cost. And if you were growing up in the Soviet Union that never knew freedom, that cost is weird to you. They couldn't recognize their own oppression unless they knew they were in a gulag or purposely or accidentally defied uh, the USSR. Then they knew. But if you grew up in a nice and compliant area with quiet and a compliant family, things could have been relatively stable for you. If the Soviet Union only offered one thing, it was sameness. It was predictable. The leaders told you exactly what to do, where to work, how to live, what to like, what to dislike, what to say, not what not to say, who to respect and who to hate. And when people just disappeared, you didn't ask for it. It was a simplified life. That's it. They minimized it and simplified it. And when the Soviet Union collapsed, it was as if a whole a whole countries of people who had been living in full body casts had been removed from the cast and said, go walk, run. And they didn't know what to do. Suddenly you could go wherever you wanted. For a person who hasn't known freedom, this could be dangerous. Some rose to the challenge, learned liberty for the first time. Some shrunk away from the challenge and wished for the predictability to come back. And because there weren't enough strong people, that's why it went into chaos and is a mobocracy now. It's a lot like when God rescued the Hebrew people from slavery. Did only one-fifth of the Jews actually left that slavery? They actually went in? One-fifth of them. The rest stayed in slavery. Now, the other group are people in the countries from the Soviet Union that advocate for communism today. They were the young people that don't really remember it from the last time. But Ms. Avaroma was in her 20s when the Soviet Union collapsed. She does remember it. She didn't live in the aftermath of the collapse so she saw what it was for the first time over here, and it was like waking out of a dream for, for Sparts. But when it was happening, Almarova uh, was uh, in the universities, and she was learning and teaching, and she was learning it in Wisconsin. Which makes me question, what if she got her ideas from us, from our universities? What if her ideas were justified by her time at UW-Madison and Northwestern? What if they were seamlessly folded into UNC Chapel Hill and Cornell and Georgetown? Scary thought. If I tried to imagine the perfect ideological refugee for a refuge for a displaced Soviet, I couldn't think of a better one than our universities at the time. 
Now, she's become wildly successful, working her way up to the nominee of the comptroller of our economy, all without ever having to give up the ideals of the Soviet Union. You have to assume she thinks like a communist. She prefers predictability. That's what her tweet about gender gap shows you. She thinks that top-down control will limit disparities and encourage sameness. This all makes sense when you look at the path of her life. I'm sure she's a perfectly wonderful person. This isn't to degrade her. Life shapes us all very differently, and she was dealt a very unique hand. But she hasn't left the Soviet Union in her mind, and she's clinging to the concept that government-controlled finances will make life better, an idea that has been ingrained in her for years. The problem is, it just isn't true. The people in the Soviet Union were nursed on lies. Compliance and deception were the way of life. It's hard to accept that everything you've known is a lie. That the reality that you believed in wasn't true. It's not an easy feat. But we cannot have somebody controlling our economy who doesn't believe in the free market. That is a Soviet-style finance person that believes the free market is evil. We can't have somebody who doesn't have a full grasp of the truth or a full grasp on history. This is who our president, who said he would return us to normalcy, has nominated. She may pass. She may pass the Senate if one one conservative uh, votes the other way and you don't get at least one other to come with you. She wants to completely redesign our economy to fit the Soviet Union. And the press doesn't talk about it. We are well beyond conspiracy theories. This administration is more dangerous than any administration in our history. This administration is more dangerous because they are moving more rapidly and more comprehensively than the Obama administration. Our, our end is here if we don't stand together. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about American financing. Uh, it is going to get harder and harder to get a loan, and, and I think that you now see why I have been saying that for the last year. I've been seeing what they're doing with the financial markets, and, I mean, this comptroller, you imagine if you are a Trump supporter and you have to get your loans from the bank of the Fed run by this woman? It's going to get very difficult, and it's going to happen faster than you think. You won't recognize your country a year from now. American Financing, call them now, please. Get out of the high-interest credit card debts. Get, out of, get, get your money out of these banks. If you haven't refinanced your loan, do it. If you can refinance, do it. Go to American Financing. I've known these people for 20 years. They are fantastic. They work for you and not the banks. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. 
Do it now. All right, head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription now to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It is Friday. There is a lot going on. Yesterday, the president announced a White House partnership with the World Economic Forum for the Great Reset. The White House and the United States government now has a a public-private partnership with 20 major companies uh, that provide raw materials. Um, This is all part of the change that this woman I was just telling you about with a a comptroller is going to help herald in. Um, The world is changing quickly. And if you want to know about The Great Reset, I urge you to pick up my new book now called The Great Reset. It is out in early January. This is our first time we have ever published anything on our own. And um, the supply chain is a little dicey. If you want to make sure you get it in January, please order it now at Amazon. Uh, The uh, second printing, they say, will be five months down the road. So get it now uh, at Amazon.com. You need this. You need this book. Uh, It has been bothering me so much that it hasn't come out sooner, but it is the fastest we could put this out um, because things are changing so rapidly. You need to understand what the Great Reset really is. Um, I want to bring in Christopher Bedford uh, because this is another thing that we all need to work on. Uh, He is the chief comms officer for Right Forge and the senior editor of The Federalist. Um, And Right Forge is in a battle now to build a second Internet. I have told you that we need parallel societies. Uh, And this is critical, but it is difficult and very costly to do. Christopher, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Very good. So tell me what what you guys are building uh, on the second Internet. We're building the infrastructure that basically the Internet goes on. We're building the servers. We're building what Amazon Web Services does. It's it's essentially it's the highway that the vehicles travel on or the ground that you build on. Uh, Without these servers, you can't build websites. This is what all the information flows on. They're all around all around the globe, they're in every continent, they're in California, they're in Texas, they're all over the place. Uh, and previously, in the life of the internet, they were a free place. They didn't have opinions. They didn't care what you put on them. You could you could do anything you wanted on them. But after Parler was taken down by Amazon Web Services, after Texas Right to Life was taken down uh, by GoDaddy, we started to realize, we realized, holy smokes, we need this stuff. And the good news for the right trying to get these things up so that Christians and conservatives and, and even just liberals who aren't in good favor can still continue to have a voice. Is this is not new technology. We know how to do this. We're just at a place right now where the people who control it, the people who control the commanding heights of the U.S. economy and the global economy have decided that Christians and conservatives and, and even doctors who just disagree yeah. are not allowed to have a voice anymore. Okay, so tell me how this, tell me how this works, and it's just it, you don't become another parlor, which you know, stood and and then was just canceled by, you know, all of the, you know, all of the servers and everything else. How deeply into this um, will this protect voices? We are the, what, what destroyed Parler is Amazon Web Services came around. One of the things that destroyed them 
And they said that you can no longer have the services. You can no longer have the infrastructure that you're built on. It's essentially they just collapsed the ground underneath Parler. So it collapsed. And at the same time, they got hit by Google Play and they got hit by the Apple stores. So they weren't even allowed to, to sell their product. Mm-hmm. We are answering that part of the problem that Amazon Web Services uh, poised. We are the ground that you can build these sites on. So you're uncancelable uh, by any existing U.S. law. If you're on, if you're on with Right Forge, they they would have to dig the wires out of the ground, seize the ser- server farms, which is, you know, this is a place that we're in a dangerous place in this world. You're, you're just talking about the Great Reset. This is something that could happen someday down the road. Oh, I think right it now will. with existing U.S. telecom law, uh, we we can still have this ground, and that and that's what Right Forge would do. So you won't get parlored if you're on with us. And when other sites had been taken down previously and ripped down by their web uh, by their server providers we've gotten them back up we've defended them against the hacking attacks and and that's the business we're in is free speech okay so first of all where'd you get the i mean because this is wildly expensive wildly expensive to do the the good news for us is a lot of people early in january realized this at the same time so silicon valley's long had political people who are involved with it not just with the left a lot of libertarian folks, yeah. a lot of Ron oh, Paul yeah. kind of types. Yeah. The, and these folks had, had continued. They'd seen bad signs. They'd seen different, lots of signs that you, you talk about all the time, that things aren't going right, that censorship is increasing, that the corporations are no longer on the side of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. People. But <laughs> they're just not on the, the, the they're not on the side of people. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. It's wild what we're seeing. Early on January, when Parler and the president of the United States were deplatformed and taken down, that was a snapping moment for a lot of these folks. A lot of these people who had made a lot of money in Silicon Valley, who had a lot of expertise, who had a lot of intelligence, who had all of the skill sets. So they, they reconnected. These are folks who'd known each other for years and years and years, but they worked at different companies. I saw, I know some of them personally. Uh, they reconnected and put this money in and the it, like i said with this is not new technology so the infrastructure existed so you need to buy it you need to you need to acquire it you needed to grow it and a number of these companies the, the people who were working with partners already had it but they had just been using it as part of a normal commercial property they hadn't realized holy smokes this is a new era so we were able to get them all together very quickly and we now have servers in every single continent except for antarctica Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and so how can we help? How can we get involved? You can go to rightforge.com to, if you want to move a lot of your domain over, we're getting a lot of business right now. And some of those, some of them are big and huge. Like we have the president's social media platforms working with us. And some of them are small. Like when your neighbor emails you from their last name.com, that's their address they've bought. So it's big and small. We're bringing people on and, this is the infrastructure that's going to allow us to do what we unfortunately need to do, which you talk about a lot, which is build our own banks, build our own, our own clubs, build our own social media platforms. Because if we're not allowed to play on the globalist playground, then we have to build our own here in the United States that's free. Uh, and you can do that at rightforge.com. So, so people understand this is not if you're on Twitter, they can still cancel you. But if there is a another Twitter like uh, social media and it's on RightForge, they can't cancel you. Yeah, they, they will not be able to cancel that website. Right. Right. Uh, so you don't you just don't disappear and uh, and uh, go away and never heard for, and never heard from again. 
Uh, I can't thank you enough for doing what you're doing. Um, I, I, I pray that this is one of the answers, as you just said. We have to do this on everything, on everything, and we are way behind. But, uh, Chris, I can't, I can't thank you enough. I, I've been, uh, been shouting from the mountaintops for a long time. Where is... Where where is the place to go? Who's building the Radio Free America? Who is building something where we can't be canceled in the end? And uh, I am thrilled to see your work. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, and thanks for letting me talk about it today. You bet. Uh, Rightforge. Go to uh, rightforge.com. Rightforge.com. All right. It's really promising stuff. That's really the sort promising. of stuff you need to get through this. We, uh, you know, and you mentioned the banks, and I think there's a huge role for cryptocurrency there too. Yeah, big time. Uh, and, and by the those way, things working together is a it's a big deal. Um, you know, the metaverse is coming. Cryptocurrency is going to play a very big role. Uh, all of these things, NTFs, big big role. That's all the future um, of what is coming. But uh, the first step you could do is a get over to RightForge. Um, and also get your money out of these big five banks, get your money. And it's, I know it's only one step, but you have to send a signal to these banks. You know, the reason why they, the reason why they're not, um, uh, operating the way they usually are is because people have so much on deposit. Now your money is their money. They're loaning it out. They're using it any way they want. Um, to really hurt them, if we had 50% of the country take our reserves out of those banks and put them in our locally owned and operated banks, uh, that would be quite a message to send. And I'm telling you, it is the bank that is going to lead the way on the Great Reset. They already are doing it. The infrastructure is already there. You need to take action now if you have money in any of these big banks and you're not for the Great Reset and ESGs and an entirely new uh, replacement for the free market. Take make a statement, tell them why and transfer your money to a local bank. And this is also why the SEC is currently threatening Coinbase so that they cannot give people interest on their money correct they i mean this is not some anarchist outfit coinbase has been a great corporate citizen it's andreessen horowitz it's got they they're very compliant they they agree they go along with all the regulations they're, this is not some like you know libertarian we're going to light the banking system on fire type of argument Mm-mm. and here they are just wanted to give people a relatively reasonable uh, amount instead of the 0.1 percent you get from these big banks when you leave your money in their account mm-hmm. and they are they threatened them uh and they will sue them they say if they uh, open up a, a service that they uh worked with the government to set up in the first place yeah you know it's an amazing thing because if you have any bitcoin that's what coinbase is it's a bank it's you're keeping your money there because it's digital, you're keeping your money there at Coinbase so you can use it and withdraw it when you want it, et cetera, et cetera, in exchange. Yeah. I mean, it is. In effect, it's similar, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's very similar. What I mean is it's a place to deposit mm-hmm. your money because you can't physically put that underneath your mattress. So it's a place where you have it on deposit. And why let that money just sit there? Why can't it earn money for the people mm-hmm. who own it? 
that's that's the idea behind a bank. Why not? The government is doing everything to trap us into one big bank and one digital currency. And once they have that, it's done. You're not going in. I mean, once you have that, you are at the mark of the beast kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that it's mark of the beast stuff. I'm just saying this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like, because you won't be able to do anything without your your digital passport and your digital fed coin back in just a second you've heard me talk about my pillow for years i i love my pillow products i love their sheets i love their pillows for a limited time uh, right now mike is offering on my pillows the the product that started it all for him the lowest price ever you can get a standard my pillow now for 1998 that was originally 69.98 that's more than a 50 dollar savings and the king size pillow is only $10 more. Now is the time to buy. It's along with the lowest price offer uh, he's ever made. He's also extending his money back guarantee because it's Christmas time. Maybe you want to get one of these for uh, Christmas for somebody. Uh, he's exp- extending that money back guarantee and that trial until March 1st of next year. So go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. There you're going to find not only this amazing offer, but discounts on 150 different MyPillow products from the Giza Dream Sheets to the mattress toppers to the slippers and more. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-966-3117. Get one of these great radio specials now at MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hi, I'm not an idiot like Michael Barbaro. And this isn't The Daily. Mm, but The Daily is a New York Times podcast. Oh, it is. That's out there. I love it. I was thinking about our show and how many mm-hmm. people work on it. You know, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people who do other things like on TV and chip sure, in on sure, radio. Sure. But, you know, it's kind of a small group here. We've got a, th- a few people. Yeah, maybe work four? On, yeah, work on the radio show exclusively, exclusively or yeah. mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the daily, we do three hours a day. Yeah. 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 Five yeah. days a week. Right. The daily does a show one day, uh, five days a week as well, but it's about mm-hmm. 20 minutes long. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think work on this show? Probably in a few, right? Small group. Sure. You think I happened to listen to the daily today and, and they revealed this for us. And can we listen to this clip, please? Today's episode was produced by Rachel Quester, okay, Chelsea one, Daniel, and Luke Vanderplug. And there's three. With help from Eric Krupke. Okay, four. four. Right, it was edited lot. by Michael Benoit okay, and Lisa Tobin. And six. Engineered by Chris Wood. Okay, seven. And contains original music from Dan Powell Eight. and Marion Lozano. Nine. Nine. Our theme music is by Jim Brunberg Ten. and Ben Landsberg of Wonderly. 11. That's that's fine. That's okay. not, that's a yeah, lot. That's, that's, that's the for daily okay. is made by Lisa Tobin, oh, 12, Rachel Quester, 13, Lindsay Garrison, 14, Claire Tennisgetter, 15, Paige Cowett, 16, Michael Simon Johnson, 17, Brad Fisher, 18, Larissa Anderson, 19, Chris Wood, 20, Jessica Chung, 21, Stella Tan, 22, Alexandra Leon, 23, Lisa Chow, 24, Eric Krupke, 25, Mark George, 26, Luke Vanderplug, 27, MJ Davis Lynn, 28, Austin Mitchell, 29, Nina Potter, 30, Dave what? Chow, 31, Dave Shaw. 32. Sydney Harper. 33. Daniel Guimet. 34. Robert Jimison. 35. Michael Benoit. 36. Liz O'Bailey. 37. Asla Chaturvedi. 38. They do 30 Kevin minutes a day. Robert, 39. Michelle Bonja. 40. Diana Wynn. 41. Marion Lozano. 42. Corey this is, Chow, 40, this is craziness. 44. This is Rob a parody. Alicia Bakitu. Chelsea Daniel. 47. Muj Zadie. 48. And Rowan Nemisto. Oh, 49. 
Special thanks oh. to Sam Dolan, <laughs> 50, Carla Schumann, 51, Cliff Levy, 52, Lauren Jackson, 53, Julia Simon, 54, Mahima Chablani, 55, Sophia Milan, 56, Des Ibiqua, 57, 58, Wendy Dorr, 59, Elizabeth Davis Moore, 60, Jeffrey Miranda, 61, and we don't have this many people in this whole building, 62. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all I have. It's just 62 people. 62 people to do a 20 minute (laughs) podcast. Oh my gosh. We don't have, I don't think we have that many people in this whole building. Okay. And how many podcasts and shows do we run out of here? It's like 10, 12. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's like a bit. I, at one point, he, and then it just seems like he's just making up names and the names get more and more uh, hard to understand and pronounce. And he just keeps going through. Them oh like, my gosh. It, and that doesn't even include the host. So I guess it would be six. I do have to add two people. Uh, Nick Daly and uh, Sam Carton, who do sure. our music. Sure, yeah. That, no. Okay, so that's six. <laughs> <laughs> for three hours and 60 but they also, for 25 minutes. And they also work on TV stuff, too. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Just, yeah. It's just yeah. an amazing, that's incredible. Okay. All right. But that's how it gets so good, Glenn. Guess, they never miss a fact. I guess we're hiring. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It is Friday. The vaccine mandate is on the table. What does it mean and what do we do? Answers in 60 seconds. Does your dog know that does your dog know the difference between healthy and unhealthy food? Uh, probably not intellectually, but his body does. When you're feeding him dry kibble food, for instance, his body is telling him that everything he's eating is dead it it's it's dead it has to it has to be able to sit on a shelf for two years for it to be qualified to be able to make it into your dog's bowl kibble food has to be sterilized well the dog's body knows it's missing out on key things that it needs vitamins minerals probiotics and antioxidants all the same stuff you need to be healthier and happier and a lot of cases this is how it was with my dog uno just lost interest in eating Then a guy named Dr. Dennis Black decided to take the problem on. He created a product called Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement. And when you sprinkle that on the dog food, it's full of all of those incredible healthy ingredients. And Uno has loved it from since really day one. And uh, I haven't heard of anybody whose dog won't eat this stuff or gobble their food because of it. And then they change. You watch them over months and they change. That You can see them getting healthier. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. Make sure he eats it. All you pay for is the shipping. And then if they do love it as much as Uno does, just get another full bag of Rough Greens and watch them change. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash Beck. Rough Greens dot com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Rough Greens dot com slash Beck. So there are a lot of things that are going on, and I I want to talk about the vaccine mandate, but I also want to give you a an update on Afghanistan. We have stopped all operations in Afghanistan, and I want to tell you why. Um, it's not that we've run out of people. You're going to hear something here in a minute that is is going to make you. Re- uh, Um, We have stopped because we can't, there are more people to get, but we can't get anyone out because we've landed, we've, we've run out of what we call lily pads. 
These are countries that have taken, in many cases, my word or the word of the Nazarene Fund that we will get these people out of their country so they're not just trapped and dumped in their country and we'll take them to another country that wants them uh, and then we will place them and help fund you know, their year transition and, uh, and all of it. We have the funds to finish the job. We don't have the funds to get more out of Afghanistan, uh, but we can't get them out of Afghanistan now because no country will take any more refugees as lily pads. It's full. Now, why can't we get those refugees out? Uh, because the United States State Department has kicked us in the knees and hobbled us and no country is going to take any refugees from anyone because the State Department is blocking them. It is my feeling that all of these refugees are going to be coming to the United States of America. I can speak for the 5,000 Christians that we have taken out. They will be a blessing in America. But I can't speak to on behalf of what everybody else took out, what the United States government took out. I have no idea. And if we take all of these refugees, this is going to make an impact in America. I believe the ones who love America and the ones who uh, love God uh, are going to be a very big blessing to us. However, right now, they're still sitting on a tarmac. And these countries are getting pissed. They're getting pissed at us, and they're getting pissed at the United States of America. <sighs> now, let me give you something that I don't think you're going to have a hard time believing. But there is a new number out about how many Americans are trapped in Afghanistan. Stu, what was the latest number from the State Department that you heard? few hundred wasn't it mm-hmm. 400 mm-hmm. and half of them wanted to stay mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. i remember hearing the state department has just released a new number and they've released it to foreign policy the magazine foreign policy mm-hmm. foreignpolicy.com the state department now says they believe as many as fourteen thousand oh u.s God. legal permanent residents remain in afghanistan 14,000. Congratulations. We are turning into a country that is going to be uh, a nasty scar on human history if we don't turn this around. Um, yesterday, a couple of things happened. The president uh, still not doing anything on the southern border. Remember, he said, I'm not pay- we're not paying four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to people who came here and are suing us. That's a garbage report. Well, here's the White House yesterday saying uh, not so much. Listen. 
the president is perfectly comfortable with the Department of Justice settling with the individuals and families who are currently in litigation with the U.S. government. You know, DOJ can obviously speak more to that process. The president was, what he was reacting to uh, was the dollar figure that was mentioned, that you mentioned to him yesterday. Uh, as press accounts to date indicate, there's been press accounts on this, DOJ made clear to the plaintiffs that the reported figures are higher than anywhere that a settlement can land okay so they're saying yeah we're gonna pay just not gonna be 450 okay well that was the wall street journal that said that uh jake tapper asked did they get it wrong the answer was no they didn't get it wrong so the president either was lying to you or he's not in control of his own administration he doesn't have any idea what's going on this is yet another thing that we said about France. Wait a minute. You didn't the president didn't know that we changed a deal and we sold US submarines to Australia and pulled the rug out from underneath France? The president didn't know that? Well, now you've got a second case of it. So is the president lying? Or should the president be removed because he is not in charge of his own faculties or his own administration? I think that's often the case. But in this particular instance, I believe he's just lying. If you watch the clip with Peter Ducey, he specifically goes back to the exact dollar amount to try to to try to what was the number 450,000 per per person was it per person he's like going he's trying to give the specific number he's not disagreeing to the entire premise of the question here he is as you were leaving for your overseas trip there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each possibly a million dollars per family do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. Okay. Okay, so it won't so, be 450 exactly per person. Yeah, 4495. Sure, that then could he's be 300. Not right. I'm not paying a dollar. Yeah, zero dollars. I'm the not paying the, dollars. the dollar amount that we settle for. Zero, zero. Should it be more than we give Gold Star families? I, I think no. Uh, no, mm. I don't think so. Mm. We don't do that. We don't do that. And this president will. This president is changing fundamentally our economy. Yesterday, he announced, standing next to Bill Gates, that there are 20 public-private partnerships that they are making the White House, the United States government, and the World Economic Forum. I thought it was, a, I thought it was a, some sort of a conspiracy theory because the World Economic Forum doesn't have any power. Well, now they do because the president just partnered with them and 20 major companies that provide many of them raw materials. And they're going to help reshape the Great Reset. And there are more to come. Also, they reset the banking system in Scotland this week. All of the ESG stuff that we've been talking about, all done. And the president is all doing all of it 
through the public sector so it never has to go to Congress. He has cut Congress out of all of this. That was yesterday. Oh, no, sorry. There was one other thing yesterday. Uh, he nominated the Soviet woman who went to the Soviet Moscow universities on the uh, Lenin scholarship. She's now been officially nominated for uh, the comptroller of our treasury. So she is going to she wants to remake the banks, get rid of all the banks and make the Fed the only bank in America. So they will have complete control over you. That happened uh, yesterday. What else happened? Oh, oh. (laughs) the vaccine mandate. Here is the president uh, on uh, vaccine mandates in December of last year. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. Okay. So why is the president doing this now? By the way, if you think you escaped because you are a business under 100, he is now working on the plan that will be released soon for all companies, no matter what size. So you Mm. will now have to get the vaccine mandate or you will not work. You will have to get the vaccine mandate or your company will be fined out of business. And that will happen quickly. People like me, the Daily Wire, Daily Wire is suing. We will join them. We don't have 100 people working in this company. Blaze is different than the structure of the Daily Wire. Everybody is an independent person that they bring their show independently in and fold it into our spine. So we don't have 100 employees, but we will be affected by this. Once they put the new mandate in, then we have standing and we will be suing them, too, because it will put every business out of business that doesn't comply. And I will not comply. I asked you a year ago, what is your line? And I had a really hard time because they had crossed so many of my lines. But I am very, very clear on this one. I will not comply. When it comes to the vaccine and the mask mandate, you know, you thought you could just, well, I'll just get a test once a week. But that means you still have to wear a mask at work all the time. And you're forced to do it. No, no, I'm not doing it. No. This is my line. I hope it is your line as well. Because if they can do this through OSHA, through OSHA, cutting out everything else, cutting out the entire process, if the government, I'm sorry, if the president can say, I'm going to reach in and destroy businesses. I'm going to destroy lives. I'm going to destroy jobs. I'm going to make people wear something. And I'm going to make people inject something into their body. You have no freedom. If they can do this, they can do anything. This is the last line. 
if they if we allow them to cross this line, there is no freedom left in America. If you think they won't come for you, if you just go along with this, I'm telling you right now, the regulation is coming on how you can spend your money, where you can spend your money. The regulations will come for your speech. It will come for your church. It will come. America, this truly is your last call. So what do you choose to do? You must stand together. You must find the people in your company and you have to find the companies. We have to find the companies that will stand and then we have to support them. We have to start gathering together. The people on the border, our border patrol, I know you can't go on strike legally, but boy, it would be surely awful if because you were having to do the vaccine mandate, if a lot of you started to get sick at the airports. Because you know who will raise hell on that? Business people traveling all around if all of a sudden your customs and border patrol i'm sorry the lines are really long a lot of people are sick those business people will raise hell you need civil disobedience and it starts with saying this is my line i will not cross it i will lose my job but i will not lose my freedom I will not lose the right to choose for my children what they put into their minds and what they put into their bodies. No. Back in a minute. Johnny wrote in about his experience with Relief Factory. He said, I had such severe knee pain for so long, eventually I wasn't even able to work anymore. Then I heard about Relief Factory and decided to give it a try. And within a few weeks, not only was I able to go back to work, now I can go hiking and bike riding with virtually no pain at all. Thank you, Relief Factor. Johnny, thank you for writing in. Glad you got your life back with Relief Factor. Can't say I approve of all the bike riding and outdoor stuff, but hey, listen. At least you're not living with aches and pains, nor am I. Relief Factor isn't a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You can order the three-week quick start for only $19.95, so go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So I respect uh, what you're saying here and and obviously agree this is completely unconstitutional. And we can both agree, I think, that we would this starts with uh, a legal challenge. That's the first step here. As this goes through, we say no and we challenge it legally. I talked to Jeremy Boring yesterday on News and Why It Matters. Uh, He runs the Daily Wire. They've already filed a suit on this. Like Mm -hmm. this is going to happen from dozens of places. They're going to challenge this, and I believe they should win, and I think there's a really good chance they do. Right? Like, this is, if they don't win, yeah. if the Supreme Court, then this really, truly ends the constitutional rule and freedom in America. And the, oh, we've talked about this before. The OSHA statute is written so broadly. The only thing it requires 
is that the thing they're asking is, quote, reasonably necessary or appropriate to provide safe or healthful employment or places of employment. Now, you might not think that the vaccine is important, but it doesn't matter when these things are written like this. It just matters if the Biden administration thinks it's it's correct, appropriate. And the same with global warming and the same with gun control. So this is that could go out of control easily. And hopefully the courts recognize that's ridiculous and overturn it. But let's just live in a world where they don't. Okay. Mm -hmm. This comes down to the other side. Let's say I know you. This does not apply to you right now because you don't have a hundred employees and the way the company's structured. But I will. I mentioned to you. I talked to a small business owner here in Dallas Mm -hmm. who's in this situation, has over a hundred employees, and doesn't want any part of this. He's vaccinated himself. He runs runs the company, but he has some of his best employees are unvaccinated and will not get vaccinated. So he's left with this choice of either to fire these people. Uh, and, and or what shut his company down because no, you're getting he has another choice you get your company you give everybody the day off to go march in front of the state capitol sure and you tell every state official and your attorney general you better stop this in this state and we have multiple levels of recourse like that that's yes. that's just pushing back trying to change the law uh fight the fight it in court but at some point, the fine becomes due, and they say, shut your company down, fire your best employees, or comply. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I, I don't think it gets to that level, frankly, because oh, I think uh, there's going to be ways around it. But still, if it does, no, what look, do you do? I mean, they're putting people who are owning businesses and just trying to help people in impossible positions. What do you do in that spot? Uh, hang on just a second. I've got an attorney general who's just typing i'm giving him the phone number to call in okay uh well i i think this is a, a question that hopefully business owners won't need to answer because i think most likely what you're going to be able to do is not enforce this uh, uh, among your people and this is not legal advice by the way uh you're not going to have to enforce it and it osha had, does not have the resources to do a nationwide crackdown on every business that is not enforcing this but it's putting people in an impossible position where they have to take this stand again you know people who follow the law every single day follow every rule comply all the time here's the thing every single generation has to decide if they're going to be free or not every generation now we have we fought for it kind of in the 1960s that all men should be created equal and we should live by that understanding but the last time we really had to fight fascism was in the 1930s and 40s it's our turn. This is going to be tough, but this is our turn. All right, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Here's one way you can do it. Right now, Verizon and AT&T. AT&T had a class this week with CRT teaching white people they should be less white. Sorry, not going to do it. Not going to do it. If you work for AT&T, stand up. I will not, will not comply. This is a lie. Be less white. That's racist. Anyway, one thing you can do is find the companies that will give you the same service, if not better or a better price, and switch to them if they're on our side. Patriot Mobile is one of those companies. Right now, that's something you can do. Tell these big companies, go to hell. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You get a free activation with the offer code BECK. They have special discounts for veterans, first responders, same coverage, about half the price. And they stand with you. 
PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Do it now or call 972-PATRIOT. Another way you can push back is by becoming a member of Blaze TV. Join now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have several people on hold that I can't wait to talk to. Uh, but we have uh, Attorney General Sean Reyes from the state of Utah uh, on, the, uh, on the phone to talk about the vaccine issue. And Sean, I, I would like you to make the case um, that this isn't about politics uh, and it's really not about health. This is about government control of things. And why is that Trump health? Yeah, Glenn, no, absolutely. This is, this is well, let me say this. First of all, it, it is about politics uh, in many ways. Uh, and, and, and I don't think that this is really uh, about health. It's about government trying to impose its will and this executive branch of this administration trying to coerce the private sector. First, they started with the, the federal contractor mandates. We filed lawsuits on those last week. And now a gross expansion of the powers that the executive branch should have. They're trying to force private sector employers. They're trying to bully uh, citizens about their health that are, that are very personal, that are quite invasive, and they're doing it because they think they know what's best for us. Very paternalistic, patronizing view that this administration has, and they're using, again, grossly overreaching and overstepping the, the bounds of what the OSHA or, or any other agency should be doing in terms of our liberties and our freedoms. So the the problem that I have with this is, I mean, I don't disagree with the vaccine. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Um, I, I just think this government is is so far out of line on so many things. And when they take OSHA and they make this part of their gig, it is also then very easy to make climate change uh guns even racism they said racism was a bigger pandemic in america than covid so osha could do anything at this point and that is truly terrifying or regulate our lives under the guise of what they call the social cost of carbon in climate change when you see this gross expansion again uh, of federal powers trying to dictate how we educate our children, what we teach them, how, what we, how we defend ourselves in our homes. So you were alluded to the Second Amendment. And again, hear how we make choices, very personal choices about our health. And yes, the vaccine works for many people. Glenn, I'm vaccinated. Uh, I encourage my family to get vaccinated, but many of them uh, haven't. And they, they made that uh, informed decision. And the vaccine can be effective, uh, especially for those who don't have natural immunity. That's another thing that never is discussed, especially by mainstream media, that that so many Americans have natural immunity. And that could be as effective, if not more, than the vaccine. So instead of dictating and acting like, uh, you know, an emperor 
uh, our, our president should be trying to empower average everyday Americans to make good, healthy, informed decisions that work for them and not coerce private companies into doing his will. Again, this is still America. This is not a totalitarian well, how do you how do you argue against because you're going to come up in court with this and they're they're going to say, well, we do this for children. We do we require vaccinations for children. Yeah. And, and some of that, uh, Glenn, is after many years uh, of study of, of clinical studies. Uh, how long have we been studying this? Uh, weeks, months. Uh, we have no idea what the ramifications are. And the science is unsettled. Uh, so on that very issue, uh, I think those are markedly different things. So what should the average person do? Because Stu was talking about, you know, a friend of his who has 100 employees plus, And he said they're some of their best employees and he's not going to fire them and he doesn't want to comply. But what do you do? What is the co- what are companies to do? Well, that's the, the, the really pernicious part of this, Glenn, is that the, the administration has not left companies uh, any easy answer capitulate or stand potentially in violation of the law and be fined uh 13 or fourteen thousand dollars or 10 times that if they deem in their discretion that it was wanton and willful so that's where we come in glenn and i and i hope that all of your listeners out there can appreciate that the attorneys general that we're filing lawsuits we just joined texas uh in 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 their lawsuit uh, therefore, filing in other jurisdictions and other circuits, just like we did last week uh, with regard to the federal mandate, we're going to take this all the way to the Supreme Court to get relief for those business owners so they don't have that incredibly hard decision to make, so they don't have a sort of Damocles hanging over their heads. The administration has not left the average American with any good choice. If the Supreme Court rules uh as they did in the 40s with uh with fdr or in the 30s on the commerce clause if they rule that osha has this ability to exercise what does that mean for our rights that means we have none (laughs) katie bar the door If, if that is the precedent then that parade of horribles that you started the segment talking about the the expansion of government power and invasiveness and the diminution of our personal liberties is absolutely going to be reality. Because if OSHA, which is supposed to regulate a very narrow workplace environment, is allowed massive and expansive powers to be able to influence one-third of the entire U.S. workforce, then where does it stop? It is a horrible, slippery slope, and you are rightfully concerned, and average Americans are rightfully concerned. That's why we have banded together as state AGs uh, to make sure that we're advocating, that we're holding the line and sending the message back to the administration that we won't sit idly by and let the federal government take even more and more of our liberties. Uh, And again, Glenn, we can talk about, look at this, The, the, the administration purports that this is an emergency that it's so urgent that this go. Why? Because, and then that's, this is the justification for uh, OSHA's power to be so expansive. Well, 
President Biden announced this months ago and waited, I believe, personally for the Virginia election to be finished because he predicted and he thought that uh, Glenn Youngkin was going to lose in Virginia and McAuliffe was going to win. So he didn't want to rock the boat. Well, conveniently, when do they announce uh, when when does it uh, get published in the Federal Register immediately after the Virginia election. So, again, to me, this is about politics. I don't think the president believes that this is constitutional. I think he's just using it as a scare tactic, as a coercive tactic, uh, because, again, I, I, I think he believes that, uh, that he's the emperor. Um, nothing makes sense. Who is in danger right now from those who are unvaccinated in the workforce? He'll tell you it's the vaccinated, and in the same breath, he'll tell you, but vaccination is, is immunity. It protects them. So it contradicts the very basis by which supposedly OSHA is able to exercise these enormous and expansive so, powers. It makes no sense. So, Sean, does, does, do we have to wait a long Because people keep saying it's going to take a long time to work its way through the courts. Are you guys going to be able to get this to the Supreme Court so we would have an answer pretty quickly? I believe so. I don't think the court is going to allow a third of the American population to sit, to sit uh, in limbo and, and, you know, be stuck with this Hobson's choice. They're, they're, that is what we're trying to expedite. That's why we're moving so fast. That is why we're coordinating uh, a state attorney. Yeah, uh, I think we lost him. That's rapidly uh, as possible, Glenn. Okay, Sean, thank you so much. God bless everything that you're doing, and uh, keep us up to date on on where we are right. in the process. Thank you. Thanks. It's uh, Sean Reyes, uh, the Attorney General from the uh, the great state of Utah. It, it is it is critical that you know where you stand. Uh, and it is critical that we now stand together. Did you notice that all of the unions, they've all negotiated? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And if they do the testing part of this, by the way, most of the union requirements are going to mean that the company has to pay for the testing. Mm-hmm. Not if you are, an, are not a union shop. If you're yeah. not a union shop, the then employee you has to pay for it. Isn't that interesting? Which is how, fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating how they, they bargained with the unions. See, they don't see you as an individual. And this is the problem. This is what we broke away from England for. We are individuals. They will negotiate with groups, but they will not negotiate with people who say, no, I make my own choices in the workplace and in my life. You're nothing to them. But join the union. Oh, and things will be great for you. By the way, I want this vaccine mandate case not to yes the vaccine mandate in overturning it is important but i want more than that here i want osha to be reined in no no i want i want I osha w- i i would like you know regular standards but osha has a very very short leash yeah. if they even exist right I, I mean i think the way the courts might need to do it is to say this is this statute is written in, a, in much too vague and well, broad a way then and then you know what's so good rewrite it and pass it with with it with a sensible uh sort of structure but to just say 
that we, whatever you think is necessary and appropriate, what the hell does that, that mean? Is what, that, that's what that's what the uh, Barack Obama health care bill was all about. Mm. Remember, in the sole discretion yeah. of the secretary of health. This stuff's got to stop. Can yes. you is it even constitutional? I argue no. Is it even constitutional? To have con- to allow Congress to assign this much power no. that they are supposed to be dealing no. with to an, another branch of government. No, no, and I, I we that's what needs to keep doing this. It's this stop. is where the Republicans come in and should be strong. They should say, "Fine, you want to play that game? We're not only going to overturn this rule here that mm-hmm. you're doing, but we are going to clip the wings." The problem is Congress doesn't want to have to have their name attached to everything. Yep. They're cowards. They're cowards. That's why they gave their power to the administration through all of these agencies. They just gave it so nobody can be blamed. That has to be taken back. Will they do it? I'll tell you what, you damn well better send people in Washington in 2022 that will. Because you're running out of time. Back in just a second. If you spend any time at all on the internet, whether it's on your computer or your phone or some other device, you're potentially putting information at risk being hacked by cyber criminals. You really have to understand how cybercrime is just exploding. So update your security with LifeLock because they're updating their capabilities every day. Every day, we put our information out on risk on the Internet, and LifeLock is there to help detect a wide range of identity threats. Not all of them. Nobody can. They'll send you an alert if they find something suspicious, and they'll talk to you and say, hey, did you do this? Are you opening up this account? Are you checking for insurance? If the answer is no, uh, they will take care of it, or they'll assign a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity threats, but LifeLock by Norton, the best. Right now, save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. That's promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK, 25% off, LifeLock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Can we lighten it up a bit? It's Friday. Oh, geez, I just looked up and the president is speaking. President Biden on the uh, 531,000 jobs added in October. It's a good day. Congratulations. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Exciting. Who's pumped? Yeah. Okay, so uh, we have the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. (laughs) How to take your wokeness to the next level by canceling friends, breaking windows, and burning it all to the ground. Finally. Yeah. Um, You know... uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people spoke up for this book. Uh, I, uh, I myself wrote a, um, I wrote a blurb for the book in support of the book, and I really, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you I, know, finally a book that can make us all exactly the same. How great will it be when nobody has a different opinion? <laughs> Read this book so you can peacefully burn down entire city blocks. Shout fascists down so they can no longer speak show your whitey hunky jethro sister marrying redneck how offensive they can be when they name call and stereotype racists the babylon Bee has finally written a humor book making fun of those who are humorless and it's Thank called god the babylon Bee guide to wokeness and we're gonna go through it. we're gonna go through it i mean the true story of uh american history oh yeah 
Yeah, it's uh, it's very good. I mean, there's a deeper look at Columbus. They just take his picture and they just show things. You know, he's got a funny hat to cover his head full of genocidal thoughts. <laughs> uh, crucifix of white supremacy. An Italian disguise to cover up his whiteness. Mm-hmm. Cannibal proof armor. Oh, he's got his leftist uh, tears tumbler in his pocket. I didn't I didn't know that one. Uh, that's weird. Boots for stomping on the necks of marginalized people and uh, the deadly smallpox cannon. So that. and what I really like, I very think this much is needed. very I think this is very uh, useful. Um, your oppression identifier. And there's an easy way to do this. Create your own oppressed class. Just to follow the simple instructions. First letter of your first name, G. Uh, so it, I go down to the alphabet and that says uh, obese, which you know, good work. Obese, third level of middle name, uh, germaphobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, my race is hmm, Arab, mm. uh, who died years ago is the bonus. So I am an obese, germaphobe Arab who died years ago. So I can speak out on this topic. And I will say about half of that. It's true. Yeah. A beast germaphobe is yeah, kind of pretty the, close. Pretty, kind of pretty, 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 pretty yeah. on the. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's it. a conspiracy. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Who is Ray Epps? Who is Ray Epps? Why should he matter to you? How is Ray Epps and that story? Connected to Merrick Garland. How is Merrick Garland the guy who should not be the one investigating 1-6? And because of Merrick Garland being our new attorney general, well, what does it say about Ray Epps? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to. And it's part of my podcast this uh, this weekend. Comes out tomorrow. It's already available uh, as of last night on Blaze TV for Blaze subscribers. But I talked to the uh, the guy who started Revolver News about a story that the press will not touch, and no one will answer the question: Who is Ray Epps? We're going to talk about that. Also, the humorless left with the Babylon Bee's editor in chief. Uh, Kyle Mann is joining us and a first-time listener who says they disagree with me. Can't wait to talk to them. Oh, and somebody who wishes to remain nameless on the phone for OSHA. We'll get their perspective as well. All coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Rectech. Uh, I know there are people who are real go-getters and they're like, I'm going to make the greatest steak and they're going to, you know, stand there by the grill the whole time. I'm not going to because it's been fires of hell hot in uh, Dallas. And yesterday it was freezing in Dallas. We don't get that nice little (laughs) transition. Have you noticed that, Stu? Kind of piss you off a little bit. We had about five days that were perfect. And then it's over. One windstorm comes in and it's like (laughs) it's over. From 150 degrees to 12 degrees in in a week. (laughs) In a week. Yeah. It really is. Uh, Anyway, so I'm not one that's going to be standing outside. I I want 
to be able to cook my food, cook it right, and do as little as possible. Right now, Rectech is running their Black Friday sale early, which means you could save up to $415 if you order today at Rectech.com. This is an unbelievable grill with smart grill technology. It grills, it smokes, it even bakes. There's nothing like it on the market. I promise you, there's nothing like it on the market. I have, I've gone out and I've AB compared. I've had the Rectech now for about two years. We were out buying a, a stove for the house, which is, by the way, going to be done in two weeks. Um, <laughs> still not done. Uh, we were out buying a stove and they sold, you know, these really high end, uh, you know, uh, patio barbecues. I went over with my wife and I went, look at this. Look at the price of this compared to the price of Rectech. And Rectech is far superior. Rectech.com. Great for the holidays. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Rectech.com. Kyle Mann is with us. He is the editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee. He is also one of the authors of Babylon Bee's Guide to Wokeness, which is fantastic. You can learn all kinds of things, like how and why you should burn cities down to the ground. Kyle, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. First of all, Kyle, thank you and your staff for what you guys are doing. Uh, I mean, uh, you are amazing, and you're amazingly funny every single day. I love your work, and you give us hope that uh, the, you know we can still have a sense of humor and and get through it. And there are still people that are willing to fight the fight. God bless you. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, it's it, it is such a humorless culture, isn't it? And it is to be able to do to be able to do things from the right, you know, that hopefully make people on both sides of the aisle laugh is just, you know, we think it's so important. So, Kyle, when you started Babylon B um, and, you, you know, through this whole this whole how long have you been doing it? Ten years? <laughs> it feels like that. But and everybody always says, you know, I feel like the Babylon Bee's been around forever, but. We launched in March of 2016, so just oh my five, gosh. Years ago, five and a half years ago, yeah. <laughs> That's not even possible. I thought you guys had been around a lot longer than that. So you guys started in 2016 when it was humorless and still is getting worse. Can can Did you yeah. know the kind of feedback or the kind of pushback that you would get? No, not at all. I mean, literally, the Babylon Bee launched right in the middle of the 2016 election. I think it was just before Trump was confirmed as the uh, as the nominee for the Republicans. And so the left was just beginning to start their slow descent into madness. And uh, we on the right didn't really know what to think of Trump, you know, and it was just this it was kind of this lightning rod for that cultural moment. And uh, conservatives and Christians, I think, really latched on to the way that we were able to kind of cut through all that noise using uh, using humor and satire and sarcasm and all that. I mean, you are going down with, you know, I think mad magazine the onion was great for a long time uh i don't even know if they're still in business um and uh and now you guys have taken that crown and literally you're, you're doing stuff that in the very best days of saturday night live they would have done uh and uh and it's it's just remarkable because i know you don't have a a large team no, not at all. I mean, the first few years of the Babylon Bee's life, like you said, people thought it was around forever. And it was just two of us in our garages really uh, kicking headlines around, throwing things up, figuring out how to use Photoshop, 
all of that stuff. And uh, we still have a, a fairly small team of writers. I think we have five or six uh, occasional contributors and regular staff writers that send in headlines. So it, it is a very small team and it's, you know, shoot from the hip. And we, we come up with stuff kind of uh, right in the moment. So that's that super timely satire where we're satirizing stuff that happens that very day. So usually um, conservatives, they tend not to be funny. Uh, they Correct. tend they tend not to be the creatives. They're the people behind the scenes making it work and making sure that everybody gets a big paycheck. Um, but they're not usually the artists involved. How difficult has it been to find the people to that are really truly funny that can write? Well, I think I think there's a few things going on there. I, I think conservatives have um, have typically been bad at comedy and art because we tend to put the message first. We we see everything as being having to be efficient and have a point. You know, so when we make a movie or a, or a comedy or a joke, it's like we're trying to get our message across rather than just trying to be funny or just trying to make something good. Mm-hmm. And the left has kind of had a stranglehold on that. But but in recent years, it seems like there's been a shift, right? Because the left is starting to get so self-serious and, and, and their politics have become such this super zealous religion Um that they're starting to be able to be the ones who can't take a joke a lot of the time. I also think that, you know, it's a little bit of a misconception. There, there's a ton of bad comedy on the left, just as there's a ton of bad comedy on the right. It's just that it never really gets hung around their neck as bad liberal comedy. Or, right. you know, we hear a bad liberal joke and we just think, oh, that's a bad joke. You hear a bad conservative joke and you go, oh, all conservatives are not funny. Right. So th- there's a little bit of that going right. on. The too. conservatives kind of have the same reputation as Saturday Night Live has now. <laughs> Uh, they're just not funny. Um, do you know the name Kurt Garon? No. Kurt Garon was a, uh, comedic actor, uh, back in the 1930s. He was a huge, huge star. Um, and, uh, he made fun of the dictators, uh, of his time. And he relentlessly mocked, um, uh, Adolf Hitler. He escaped Germany, thought he was fine. In the end, Hitler had him killed in in a horrific way. Have you ever thought that you're pissing off the wrong people? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we make fun of the left, so we're definitely making fun of the fascists. You know, so I, I'm sure, uh, yeah, hopefully a fate like that doesn't doesn't await us. <laughs> it's all fun and games until Hitler comes for you. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Kyle, thank you so much. The book uh, came out this week, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it just came out a few days ago, yeah. The Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. A lot of fun to put together. We just explain wokeness with these crazy stick figures beating each other up and I love it. all kinds of illustrations. The perfect bathroom reader or coffee table book. Yeah, it is. It is really good. And uh, you can pick it up, open it anywhere and and laugh on every page. Uh, it's the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. You can get it now. Editor in chief of the Babylon Bee, Kyle Mann. Thanks for everything you do, Kyle. Thanks so much. You bet. God bless. Uh, all right. All right, when we come back, there's a couple of people that are on the phone that I want to talk to. Uh, one of them is a first-time listener who disagrees with what I have said about uh, the OSHA regulations and uh, the vaccine mandate. Can't wait to talk to her. First-time listener in Pennsylvania. And, uh, and then Joe, who 
uh, who is, I didn't just out him, right? That's a fake name. Okay. Joe, who is a, uh, wants his name to be, uh, <laughs> I just freaked out there for a second, uh, who is working for OSHA and uh, wants to share something. I don't know what, um, but he doesn't want his name out. And that's why we don't call him Ron. Uh, because that's his real oh, name. No. That's what, you just oh, said no, his real just name. just did it again. Oh, oh, my God. All right, we'll do that here in just a second. First, American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. As if that doesn't say it all, you know. I guess I'll tag that important message with uh, American Financing. We heard uh, from a listener named Steve recently. He wrote in talking about his experience with American Financing, who helped him refinance his condo, and he saved a lot of money. He said, the weekly updates, Glenn, were a pleasant surprise. The fact they actually listened to me and then made sound, honest recommendations was also greatly appreciated. Steve, uh, I'll tell you, I've learned that firsthand. Uh, a lot of people are just trying to jam stuff down people's throats and they're not really listening to you. That's not what these guys do. They work for you and not the bank. They're all salaried. So they're not getting bonus for selling a certain you know product or instrument from a bank. For over 20 years, American Finance has been helping people just like you, and they've been standing by to walk you through your finances to see what's available to you. And maybe it's a mortgage refi at a lower rate or a consolidation loan that can help you get rid of all those high interest payments. They can help you any way they will, and you'll be glad you called. Ten minutes today. Mark this down. Do it right now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 10 seconds. Station ID. All right. Uh, let me go to Joe, who says he works for OSHA. Hello, Joe. Hey, how's it going, Glenn? Good. How are you? Uh, not doing too bad, uh-huh. all things considered. Yeah. So now you work for OSHA, and you have not received the vaccine. That is correct, and I will not. There's, there's no reason for it. I mean, keep yourself in reasonable health take supplements, you know, work out and whatnot. And if it hits me, it hits me. It's just like a flu as far as I'm concerned. All right. And so working for OSHA, you're going to have to be part of the people that are policing everybody to make sure they get the vaccines. That is correct. And, uh, well, I can tell you with quite a bit of a surety that uh, individuals in my office are not happy about that. And neither am I. I don't feel it's our position to be doing it. But like I said, you know, I'm, I'm relatively new with OSHA. I came, I was hired uh, before the man, uh, just before the mandate. And then after hearing about the mandate, I was like, wow, I did not sign up for this. So when you say that others, you know, aren't with this, does that mean they're going to go around and enforce it? Or are they going to stand up and say, no, I'm not doing this? I couldn't tell you. I'm uh, the last person who has held out on not vaccinating the others, you know. All day. You know, it, they was forced on. Yeah, it's forced on to them. They have they have families and whatnot. And I understand. And but mm-hmm. me, I, I don't play that game. I don't. Yeah, I don't give into that kind of 
dictatorship ruling and right. telling individuals how they have to believe. I, I don't even think they're even looking at the ex- exemptions. You know, I'm not even going to play the exemption game. I don't want to, and I will not. It's just how it's going. Good for you, uh, Joe. Appreciate it. And, and you know, for those who want to get the vaccine, I'm all for the vaccine, but it's your choice. What you put in your body is your choice. Uh, and we cannot have second-class citizens in this country. Let me go to Gwen in Pennsylvania. Hello, Gwen. Hello there. Hi, you're a first-time listener. Yes. Okay, not always a good thing to call in on the first day, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I, I'm glad you did. So, first of all, why are you a first-time listener? How did you find us today? Because I subscribe to Sirius Radio, and I have other shows that I listen to okay. on the station, and it happened to be left on when <laughs> I got in the car this morning and started, okay. and there you were. Okay, all right, good. I love that. It's an accidental meeting. Yes, but I, I know of you, of course, okay. from television and whatnot. All right. So. It's a meet-cute. <laughs> That's all right. Mm-hmm. That's this all right. This is your meet-cute story. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, as I've been, uh, I haven't listened intensely to uh, your previous callers because after Sean, I uh, I was beside myself. And now after hearing this Joe, I'm really ready to explode. But <laughs> my husband always says you can't rationalize with irrational people. But if I can reach just one listener and make a difference, then perhaps it'll be worth it. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I think the same thing. <laughs> Well, I appreciate hearing that, but I, I just, um, I think there's a big piece missing here. And that is aside from the majority making this a political issue when it's really a health crisis issue and we will not have jobs or businesses if we don't have human beings alive. But, uh, aside from that is the population that doesn't have a choice and people keep forgetting this are the immunocompromised people, Mm -hmm. and they don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And people are losing sight of the fact that, yes, they may not want to get vaccinated, Mm -hmm. or they think they've already had COVID, and so they have the antibodies. However, they only last for a certain amount of time. And That's an interesting... I don't mean to interrupt, because I I shouldn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. it affects other human beings who are immunocompromised because of how contagious it is. And we don't have smallpox now for a reason. We don't have um, polio for a reason. And how is this different? I mean, there's vaccines that are given when infants are born, mm-hmm. when kids have need when they go to school um we have laws to wear seat belts to protect ourselves how is this different and the companies um i'm still on the fence of, i i don't uh, i haven't been uh knowledgeable enough about uh, all this with the um businesses and mandates and whatnot but it, there's a need now even though perhaps the government said otherwise uh previous because the data keeps changing and there's mm-hmm. more and more people that are still not getting vaccinated mm-hmm. and companies are going to have to pay medical. If there's health insurance that companies offer, they're going to be paying out of the wazoozy for their employees. If they're <laughs> out with COVID mm-hmm. or 
whatever. But um, it, it, it's a numbers game, and people don't seem to be looking at the numbers of how many human beings um, have already been uh, killed by uh, COVID and how many are populated, I'm sorry, vaccinated versus not. And it's just going to be this vicious cycle with um, this virus going around and, and mutations and whatnot because of people not making this a political thing and not willing to mask up for how, how long? I mean, this could have been resolved a long time ago if people had just um, done what they needed to do and, and um, you know, to keep this uh, virus from spreading the way it is. There's a lot to go to. There's here. a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to hold you over on the break because I'd like to answer some of these questions uh, uh, for you or or m- m- maybe just ask you some questions. Um, you said if they just would have done what they were supposed to do, what was it that they were supposed to do that would have would have stopped this? So we, we would have been done with this. Mask, mask up. Is that your husband and, behind you or? And that. <laughs> <laughs> your boyfriend who who's behind i just want to know who's whispering in your ear here it's here it's let's oh my god the numbers hello glenn hi who's this uh my name is randy hi randy <laughs> randy you got called out yeah on national does radio. glenn's husband know randy that you're there <laughs> just <laughs> okay i just want to know it so are you just a friend or are you who are you Oh, I, what, she wants me to be anonymous. An, anonymous. You You're just anonymous. gave your name on national radio. That's okay. the worst <laughs> That's attempt right. at anonymous. <laughs> I've if ever you know heard. a Gwen and a Randy. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Okay. okay. Uh, We're going to have to take this on the other side. We don't have yeah, time to, I know. to address all this here. I, I, one question here before we go to break, though. Gwen, what is your impression as to what percentage of adults are vaccinated in this country? Like, what, what, what percentage do you think that is? I think that's probably 60%. 60. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and answer all of your questions uh, if, if we can and, uh, and see if we can leave friends. Uh, I think so. They seem very nice. They do. I mean, uh, especially Randy. Th- I mean, we Gwen don't know his name. Sweet. We don't know sweet. his name. We don't know Randy's name. Okay. He's anonymous. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. But anonymous there seems very, seems nice, very too. nice too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Autumn, who uh, just wrote in. Uh, She said, I have to tell you, Glenn, I can't thank you enough for the Tuttle Twins books. I read them to my six kids every day as part of our homeschooling routine. When we finish them all, we start right all over back again. Our reading leads to relevant discussions of current events and understandings of government and the law at a much deeper level. Listen, waking America up from its slumber and reminding ourselves of who we are and the principles that we are supposed to uphold and defend, really, really important. Tuttle Twins are having a great sale now. These are great books that take all of the real classics, Road to Serfdom even, uh, and make it easy for... I was going to say kids, but also people like me to really understand them. They're great for the parents, great for the grandparents, but also really aimed at the kids. 
TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 35% discount, plus they're giving away the activity workbooks for free. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. Get these books. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Well, coming up in just a moment, the exciting conclusion of our call with Gwen and the anonymous yeah. Randy right here on the Glenn Beck Program. We are with uh, Gwen from Pennsylvania, a first-time listener. May end up being her last-time listener. I don't, I hope not, but... Uh, <laughs> She has disagreed with me. She's with Randy, who shall not be named, uh, because he's anonymous. They won't tell us where they work, obviously, but they work together. Uh, and we don't know what kind of... We have sketchy details, honestly, about right. their relationship. We don't need to know. We don't, need, not, to know. We don't need to know We're that not here thing. to mm-hmm. delve into that. They have their uh, private lives, and that's, the, that's their And they business. sound like consenting adults. Right. You know <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, thank you very much, Gwen, for, for, for calling in and having a good sense of humor and uh, and talking about something really, really serious, but in a reasonable way. Thank you. Um, all right. So let's talk about a couple of things. I want to start with just a couple of highlights that I wrote down uh, on 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 what you believe and what you were trying to get out. Um, uh-huh. you, you started with it's not about politics. And uh-huh. I 100% agree with you. The vaccine is not about politics. Uh, it shouldn't be about politics. The virus should not. I mean, the virus will kill Republicans, Democrats and independents. It That's will do funny. freedom yeah. lovers and communists all the same. It is not about politics. And the vaccine was developed by and distributed by um, and fully funded the distribution by private funding. So the government really had nothing to do other than go ahead Stu. yeah i mean i know with the, the polio vaccine was was that way yes um, yeah here we're talking we obviously were involved we in, were involved uh, we were involved yeah. but on the heavy. distribution was privately funded um you're, i think you're talking about the polio vaccine right you're talking for this vaccine obviously we went through we had the big mass distribution sites and all and all of that so the polio vaccine do you know how long it took us to get to 50 what 56 percent of the population polio are you asking me that yes i'm sorry how much how long did it take for polio i mean the polio vaccine kids were being crippled by polio how long Uh did it take for us once we had a vaccine to get to 56 percent vaccinated i i do not know okay took six years and I can't imagine, uh, I just can't imagine that, you know, I mean, kids uh-huh. were being crippled, but it took yeah. six years, but we wiped polio out. The reason why it took six years is because people are naturally skeptical and the United States government does not have the right to impose its will um, in, on these kinds of things to be able to tell you what you're doing with a new vaccine like this. This is a new vaccine. And you brought up the immune compromised. And mm-hmm. that is one of the reasons why, like Stu, he got uh, vaccinated. I haven't because I had a very bad case of COVID just about six months or eight months ago. 
uh, and I have the antibodies. And I'm watching closely when those people, pardon me? Your antibodies are not going to last. How do you know that? Can you base that on science at all? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Well, we're personally affected by it. So um, our doctors know, we know that we don't know uh, how. um, Yeah, we don't know yet because there hasn't been enough time. Have... Have you talked to any, because I've, I've talked to Johns Hopkins, the head of epidemiology at Johns Hopkins, and uh, it is a better uh, a guardian against COVID than the actual vaccine. You're right. We don't know how long it's going to be effective, but do you know how long it was effective? How long were the antibodies in the bloodstream or effective uh, in those people who had the flu of the pandemic of 1918, do you know? No. They found they found the antibodies uh, dormant in their bodies uh, before they died. So, and I mean, uh, decades <laughs> later, decades later. Um, we don't know. We don't know yet how long. And all we have to do is monitor and watch. And when you start to see people who no, you have, you have to get your blood tested. You can get your blood tested. No, you, you, you I, we, we do this. We yeah, are. We go through this. You have to get your blood tested in order to know if you have the antibodies or not. And technically. They're saying maybe three to six months. They don't know that. You're protected. They don't know that. They don't know that. Yeah, and then, of course, immunity is a complicated thing, but there's, you know, several studies that are showing that natural immunity lasts longer. Um, That does not mean that you should go get... The, you should go get the virus so you can get natural no. immunity. You'd prefer to get it, obviously, yeah. through a Correct. vaccine. It's a better way to acquire it. However, if you do acquire it, particularly if you have a case that is aggressive, you're more likely to have longer lasting immunity. At least that's what the recent studies show. However, look, that is a developing situation. And they don't have all the answers. They don't have the yet. answers. Um, and uh, and yeah, so this, isn't, this vaccine was based on vaccines that came previous to this one it's not i know it's new but it's not that new that's why they were Mm. able to get this out as as soon as they were able to and as far as dormancy every one of us has cancer cells in our body it's just a matter of which ones become activated and which ones don't correct we're not affecting other people This virus. So, okay, so so let's go to here because I was going to talk to you about the immune compromised. Um, I I understand that and uh, I I agree with you, and that's why we we do take if somebody is immune compromised, they are on high alert all the time. We have an employee here that is immune compromised. We have taken steps to make sure that they can work from home and they can do things that they want to do and need to do. And we take it very, very seriously. But if you are immune compromised, you have to live with that risk. You can't be protected from everything. Otherwise, we would all be in a bubble. But the rest of us can do the things that we can do instead of all of us having to have our our medical health decisions made for us by one individual, 
that individual needs to take responsibility, alert us, and we can help that individual. Never before have we protected uh, the group that is most likely to get it by forcing 90% of the uh, rest of the population to do things they didn't necessarily want. By the way, we are up at 80% of people have been vaccinated already. 80%. Of adults, yes. Yes. So we are looking at uh, very high vaccine uh, vaccination uh, rates. You said that we didn't do what we should have done, which what it would have wiped this off. Well, can you give me any stats? Can you name the country that masked up and stopped this? Because masks don't work unless it's a nine N95 mask. Nothing. Well, nothing is is ever a hundred percent. But right, masks do work. It, if no. they're not ninety five, they have to be at least like three to five layers. Right. So, so that's not what's that's not what people are wearing. You know that. Um, I mean, the masks that even the president wears is a joke. It doesn't. It's not effective. If you are truly worried about it and you want to prevent some other somebody else or you want to get it, it, you have to wear an N95 mask. And that's not what people are wearing, and that's not what be, is being recommended. And if it really was about the truth, that would be out there. If it really was about saving people and protecting people with masks, we all would be wearing N95 masks, and the CDC would be very, very clear. Those little surgical masks don't work. The little gator things don't work. The fabric masks that you're wearing do not work. The virus is smaller than the holes in the fabric. It doesn't work. And there hasn't been a single country. I mean, I don't want to be New Zealand or Australia, but they gave up on that. That doesn't work. This is going to be something like the the flu of 1918 that is going to be with us every season. And I agree again with the flu season and flu shots. I get a flu shot. I'm fine with that, but I'm not forced to take it. The vaccine is not political, but the government mandating that people do something that they don't want to do. That is political. And you talk about the the immune um, deficient or compromised. Um, Let me tell you a story of somebody I had a conversation with yesterday. She's pregnant. Mm -hmm. She was told by the hospital, have you had your vaccine? And she said, no, I'm not against it, but I am pregnant. And do we know for sure this is not going to affect the baby? They said, uh-huh. most likely not, but we don't know because it hasn't been tested, hasn't been tried enough. She said, well, I don't want to risk anything with my baby. Now, are you comfortable enough to say that a pregnant woman who's trying to protect their baby and do the best thing and doesn't disagree with the, uh, the vaccine Are you saying you have the right or Biden or Trump or anyone else has the right to tell that person what to do with their body? (laughs) Ready like that one. I can't work. There's a lot of people still that aren't 
uh, educated enough, knowledgeable enough. I, I do come from a family of doctors, so, and my nephew just had a baby, and yes, they, mom and baby, uh, mom did get vaccinated. Okay, so uh, you're okay because pregnant. you have a family of doctors, and somebody in your family had a baby, so you're comfortable mandating for every woman who is pregnant. I don't care if you don't have a family of doctors, your personal experience, your personal fears without enough time for research to be done the right way. You feel comfortable to say to that person, I know better than you. No, that that issue. No, that is a different. Like I said, that's. That's a can of worms right there. But, okay, so uh, so wait, so what? So if there are no exceptions here, what what do we do? I mean, okay, that's one person. That's just one person. There are many cans of worms. We're at eighty percent uh, vaccination rate. We probably would have been in the nineties now if the government hadn't gone so spooky. If they didn't uh, take Johnson and Johnson off the market, we'd probably be there already. Yeah. Uh, and you know, then you're at to 10%, then you've got 10%. There's nothing that the human race does at 100%, nothing. (laughs) Full compliance does not exist. No, except for voting for Stalin. That happens 100%. (laughs) There's nothing else. So we're at 90% vaccination or would be at 90% vaccination if the government wouldn't have been so weird about it and they wouldn't have taken Johnson and Johnson. The, everything was fine until they, you know, they had shut down transportation when this all first started. They did. And well. and people and there have been uh, simulations of mass, by the way, with ultraviolet lights. Um, uh, on CNN, a favorite station of yours, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> where they had people uh, around the table and they they shot, you know, people with masks on and without masks on and the distribution, of your, as you're saying, of the particles. And it was significant. The, the, the yeah, study, this, there are studies in labs that do show pretty, some some effective uh, measures of masks. Yeah. It has not really proved out, I don't think, to be successful in real world uh, application. Uh, in any major way, it may, maybe it, it decreases it by a few, you know, 10, 20 percent, which maybe. is not nothing. Um, but still, I, I, I mean, and 95 would be a real recommendation, I think, yeah. if you want. And I'm not against masks. Yeah. And N95 is what you should be wearing. That way you That's don't have to depend on others to wear K95. stuff. Right. There's K95. They're very affordable. K95. Yeah, it's fine, too. Yeah. Or fog masks. I'm putting a plug in. Yeah. So, um, Gwen, we, Gwen, I have a network break I have to take. It's been great talking to you, uh, Randy. It's been a little suspicious uh, with you over the shoulder, but uh, I really appreciate it. I, I don't think we convinced each other at all, but I'm glad we had this conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I, if I make a real quick, real quick, point, quick, 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 as a, as a, as a central leftist talking on a conservative radio, I'm finding this discussion actually quite reasonable. Wow, we did it. That's good. That's good. I mean, look. That's one of the big problems is that the left talk to the left and the right talk to the right, and they don't talk to each other. Well, we would love to talk to you. Uh, You're the only phone call, really, I think, that I've taken this week. Uh, (laughs) I don't take phone calls very much. Um, So, you know, we take it. We'd talk to anybody. And we try to be reasonable. The media and the politicians on both sides screw that up for us thank you so much 
All right. Uh, Thanksgiving and the holiday season are only a few weeks away. There's still time to look your very best, not to mention years younger, with GenuCell. This Thanksgiving season, save up to 60% on GenuCell's most popular packages at GenuCell.com. We're talking about the best in skincare. Treat yourself to customer favorites, uh, which target things like forehead wrinkles, dark spots, droopy eyelids, saggy jawline, whatever you got going on. Uh, watch them disappear right before your eyes. Plus, with GenuCell's immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. It's an amazing turnaround time, and it's guaranteed. It, don't worry about getting your amazing GenuCell products on time. Every product is manufactured right here in the USA. From now till Thanksgiving, you can select your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. Gift yourself a world-class spa experience with a luxurious Chamonix microdermabrasion treatment and a botanical-infused cleanser and toner. Just go to GenuCell.com, enter the promo code BECK35 at checkout for an additional $35 off. Right now, 60% off GenuCell's most popular products. Go to GenuCell.com and enter the code BECK35. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Code is BECK35. The Glenn Beck Program. I really liked Randy and Gwen. I liked them a lot. And I think that's the more conversations need to happen that way. You can call people names and get mad at each other, or you can just have a reasonable conversation and we disagree. But I think Randy and Gwen will tell people they know. I had a reasonable conversation and that is the beginning of change.